What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Monday, uh, November 5th, 2018. You guys listened to episode 378. Um, I had another episode 378 done at the festival, but that went to Patreon and timing and then traveling and then the special and then everything else led up to it, screwed it up. So I just got back to, so I basically did one. Uh, and uh, I had the Scalar brothers on, Dean Del Rey and Joe Bartnick, but um, that went to the Patreon, and uh, it was just confusing how it happened. So you could definitely hear that if you're a subscriber. You probably already did. You can subscribe to the Patreon for $3 a month, whatever, but this is going to be the um, $3.38 that, that everybody gets. So um, yes, it's late, but I'm glad it's back to Monday, and I was able to get that other one out there. Uh, crazy week, guys. Uh, unbelievable week, <clears throat> as you know, had the special came out and, um, came out on, on Friday night and, um, and then unbeknownst to me, a party, which I'm going to discuss, which I'm still like literally buzzing from. I can't believe that, that, uh, that it went down the way that it went down and the way that these people kept a secret from me for some people for a year and most of them for four months kept this from me. I had absolutely no idea. <clears throat> so... I'm going to talk about all that stuff. Um, going to talk about, uh, yeah, my unacceptable, which uh, had recently happened to me, which is ridiculous. Uh, my dog almost fucking a deer, or or trying to kill a deer or jump on his back, whatever. We'll talk about that. Um, not so much going on in sports with uh, the you know my teams sucking, but we'll talk about what's going on with that uh, a little bit, and. Um, you know, got a lot of stuff to talk about. I just want to, uh, obviously, at the beginning of the show, shout out. I just put in my Capper Network prediction for tonight. As much as it hurts me, I'm taking the Cowboys over the Tennessee Titans. Um, you guys got to subscribe to Capper Network. If you don't know what it is, Capper Network is like the best um, sports prediction website that there is. It's completely and literally free to join. You uh, go to your favorite sport, you make your predictions, you do your handicapping, and you get ranked on a leaderboard. People, if you do well, will pay for your advice and you could make money that way. You could also look at the leaderboard and bet on all the number one guys and make money that way. You could also draft a, a handicapping team, which they allow you to do, and you could make money that way. Uh, and, you know, even for the novice or not somebody that's really into sports too much, if you want to learn about it or you're going to Vegas and you want to put some bets in or you're new to fantasy, you can see where you rank and you could just make your predictions on what you think. And it's so fun. You could, you know, go head to head with friends. And when you have those dude, I called it moments, you could make you, you have to prove it, you know, you prove it to them. So, um, there you go. Check out, uh, capper network, um, dot com. And, uh, you know, me and a couple people are going head to head. Um, I only was able to get a couple of picks in last week with how crazy the week is, but uh, now I'm, I'm ready to go Monday night, and as, as much as it pains me, I'm taking the Cowboys. But please check this out, and, um, you know, it's it's an amazing website which shows you literally where you rank and really lets you know what your sports knowledge is or your betting knowledge or handicapping knowledge is. So, um, and if it's free, why the hell wouldn't you do it? Pick it, prove it, profit. You can make money, all that. Check out cappernetwork.com today. Tell them the Verzi Effect sent you, and they're amazing guys over there too. So it's just fun all the way around. Um, and all things comedy, what can I say? I was the first special that they ever did. 
Uh, I felt like it looked amazing. I mean, watching it is always hard. I mean, I had to go through the editing and I had to watch it a million times. And so I knew exactly what everybody was going to be seeing, you know, 20 times over, of course. Um, but it was just uh, visually the director. Shout out to Stephen Fine Arts. Shout out to the line producer, Matt Schuler. Everybody involved. Obviously, all things comedy. Al Madrigal, Bill Burr, other producers on there. Um, and investors, uh, all these people that were executive producers on a Joe Gonzalez, Pete Davidson. Um, shout out to my manager, uh, Crystal Stark. Shout out to my agent, Andrew Russell at uh, William Morris Endeavor. Just everybody that took a part in this to to um, make me work it across the country and get the material where I wanted to all the way up until that night in Terrytown, And then uh, the way it happened, just the the fight to get it with the network and back and forth and all the different amazing things that happened. And I really feel like timing and everything worked out great. Uh, I was thrilled with how it came out. And uh, thank you all for the positive feedback and everybody who's watching it saying that they love the, you know, that they love the special. And, and, you know, it was, you know, it's just amazing and humbling to hear all the positive stuff that's being said. Um, about the clips that are online and the actual special. Um, it's cool to have fans for so long, you know, so long fans would be like, man, when are you going to have a special and stuff? And, you know, even family, friends and everybody like, and then for it to come out like that and to get the feedback from everybody was amazing. So thank you guys for being patient with me when it came out. Thank you guys for tuning in and watching. And uh, if you didn't uh, get a chance to see it yet, it is available on ComedyCentral.com. Maybe even the lang long version. We had to take about 20 minutes out. You know, we had to, you had to do all this stuff where you just cut stuff out and, you know, to make the, the commercials and everything for the television, but, um, it, it, it came out great. And I think you can get the long version on comedycentral.com for free without a subscription right now. And, uh, if you have the comedy central app, it'll be streaming on the comedy central app, I believe for the next month. So from now all the way until December, you guys can, you know, continue to watch it, let people see it and all that stuff. So thank you. Um, you know, that was, uh, amazing. You know, it was, it was, it was amazing. And it was cooler for me to see other people enjoy it. Like my wife and everybody to kind of just see it on TV where I was just watching it. Like I couldn't wait for it to be over, even watching people enjoy it just because I was like, Oh, I hope they like this next part. Oh, I hope they like, it's very crazy. And, um, one thing that I could, you know, tell anybody, if there's any comedians listening to this, or, you know, you know, fans that want to know like the inside stuff. It is nerve wracking um, knowing your special is going to be out there in a day. You know what I mean? It's just like you're driving in the car the night before and everybody's going, oh, I'm tuning in tomorrow. And you're realizing like, wow, you know, millions of more people are going to know who I am <clears throat> in a matter of hours and also judge my work in that time. And um, it's crazy. I remember like the night before like the eve of, or like two days before. So the special came out on Friday. I remember driving home on like either Wednesday or Thursday night, like not panicked or anything, but just like, oh my God, like I hope this is received well. This is pretty crazy, like that all these people are going to see it. But I knew what the people in the theater felt. I knew what the people across the country felt about the jokes. Um, so it was just a matter of like, you know, I think just waiting so long, going through everything that I went through with it was like, fuck. You know, um, it's just like you don't know what what to expect. So uh, that was that was definitely something that was was crazy. And yeah, you know, like the 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 feedback has been great. You know, you're always gonna get an asshole here or there. You're always gonna get you know the the Trump joke effect. You know, upset somebody. People aren't listening. <laughs> 
Yeah, but anytime you do a Trump joke or anytime you even mention the name, people are going to either tune out or tune in and, and be very critical, which I obviously knew. But um, yeah, it's been overwhelmingly positive. And, uh, and let's be honest, if you don't have a little bit of hate, you're not doing something right. If everybody is thrilled with everything that you're doing, you're doing something wrong. I always believe that. So but um, it's been it's been awesome. So if you guys did tune in and stuff like that, you were able to either DVR it or see it the night of. Thank you so much. I really appreciate um, appreciate it, and and it means it means a lot. Uh, now it's on to the next one, right? But the funniest thing and the craziest thing about this weekend was, um, so I had shows booked. I had all these fucking shows booked and it's just like, all right, man, I got two shows tonight of my special and I'm like, I'm not doing a viewing party. I'm just going to go home, you know? And then the next night, uh, I was booked Saturday night. I was booked three shows, one at the comedy cellar for the, for the comedy central taping show. And then two later. And I was also told by my manager that we had an interview with split cider, which is like a, a big, you know, comedy digital platform for comedy stuff. They were going to Ask me questions about the, you know, about the special and everything like that. And that was planned at night. Now, I never put any of this together. So I always thought that my party, because I'm going to Chicago to perform with Joe Bartnick and Burr in Chicago. Because um, my birthday falls on the last night that we're there, pretty much. So Bill and Joe were like, we want to all be together on the thing. So, like, book that. And my wife is like, well, your, your birthday is the 11th, so you better make sure... You catch an early flight and um, and you get home because I have something planned. And I was like, well, what is it? She's like, I'm not telling you, but, you know, your friends will be there, but blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have a plan. Anyway, so this whole time I'm like, I'm just in go mode. I'm stressed out about the special coming out because, you know, I wanted to finally get there. I want, you know, I wanted to make sure is it going to be edited properly. Just all this shit. And I got these shows and I'm in such go mode. And I'm like, okay, I got three shows fucking Saturday. I'm, I'm just in go mode. So I go to the cellar, I have an early show for his Comedy Central taping, and then I head out towards Tribeca to this interview with Split Cider. And I show, I'm looking, I'm like looking around, and I get to the address, and I see like a residency built, a, a building, and then I see some like intimate little hidden restaurant. And my manager goes, you got to call me when you get there, they're in there, you're going to ask for Sean, they're just going to, you know, it's going to be whatever. And I'm, I mean, I'm having no idea what's happening here. Literally. I mean, zero idea. And I'm calling my manager going, what kind of questions are they going to ask me? How long am I going to be there? Giannis and I were talking and I told Giannis, I was like, look, I have a break between my 8.30 and my 10.30 show. I'll meet you on the Upper East Side. We'll smoke a cigar and then I'll go do my last show and go home. And then I have Sunday off to be with my family. A couple days off actually. And, and you know, I'm just, I'm in that mode. So I show up and I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I don't see anything. I went into a building and the guy said it might be next door. So um, she goes, yeah, it's a restaurant. And I go, oh, and she goes, yeah, the guy's Sean. They're all set up for you. So I open the door of this like restaurant and uh, this guy approaches me in a suit and he goes, hey, Paul, how you doing? He goes, I understand you had a, a special that was released. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I'm familiar with your work and everything. He goes, just come down these spiral stairs. Uh, and there's this huge spiral staircase, very narrow. And I'm like taking my time because I'm like, well, I could yeah, I could get hurt here. And um, we walked down and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And my mom like, yo, Split Sider does it right, man. They're going to. They're going to feed me or whatever, like, and, and do this interview, like, really classy. This is amazing, you know? 
And um, I get there and he just gets to the bottom and he goes, okay, we have a table set up for you right here. And I just turn the corner and everybody goes, surprise. And I look and I see my wife. I see my mother. I see all these faces really quick. And I got so stunned. It's actually on my wife's Facebook page. I got so stunned. Absolutely stunned and shocked. Matter of fact, I'm going to put that on the Patreon. I'm going to put that on for you Patreon subscribers. I'm, you're going to see the the absolute shock. And there's a little one of it on my wife's Facebook page. But I think I'm going to put like the better version of it on, on the on the Patreon so you guys can see it. Uh, you see that, guys? For $3, you could watch my surprise party. And you could what? No, I'm kidding. But I was shocked to the point, guys, where I got a little scared. So as soon as they said surprise, I looked at everybody. I processed it. My brain tried to take it in. And then I just turned around and walked out for a second. I had to walk out and I had my hand over my mouth. I was so legit shocked. And then I came out and I saw everybody. And then I looked to the left and I see my friends. I see Giannis. I see Bartnick. I see Burr. I see my siblings. I see all family. And I'm just, I was fucking stunned. I mean, and then I remember hugging my wife during, they have it on the video. I go, Wait, I don't have to work tonight. Like in my mind, I still had two shows. Like I just, she fucking played me for a year. And I'm asking, and she like the, I mean, she put out like, I mean, the cake and the, and the, and the cupcakes were so top notch. And it was a, it was a whiskey and bourbon tasting thing. And then they were bringing out these foods. And then she had a cigar roller come. This Dominican guy came and he just rolled fresh cigars for people with, you know, my birthday band on it. It was just so insane, the drinks and the brandy and the bourbon and the whiskey and the food and all of my closest friends. And then at 9 o'clock, the second wave of friends came. And uh, and it was just like not the people that were initially there. It was just so insane and over the top. But I have to tell you, there has to be somebody out there that's died of a heart attack. Because I got scared for a second. That's how fucking stunned I was. I got, I actually got scared. Like it was, first of all, I was tired and in go mode of the night and the weekend. And in my mind, like, see, when you run around and you do spots in the city every night in your mind, you're like, okay, this is how many I have left. I want to make sure I do these jokes, but then I just want to get home. I'm tired. And like, you're counting down to, you know, after an emotional week, you're just kind of chilling, waiting. So my mind was never, oh, you're going to relax right now and be at a party. It was just like, no, we're going to get through the night, get through this work. So it was a combination of being emotionally stunned with that, seeing everybody that I love and care about there, having absolutely no idea. I'm going, somebody had to drop dead. Somebody has gone to a party and either fainted like... And woke up in a hospital like there is no way because I was genuinely like if I had a weak heart I might have dropped and that would suck to drop dead on, on a you know on a surprise party but I gotta be honest if I had a weak heart the way I just got so stopped and stunned like a freight train hit, like I got hit with a freight train shocked and then I had to process it it almost made me not enjoy the first 10 minutes because I almost needed to sit down um, it was just masterfully done. Everybody went nuts. Giannis was going, that's the, Giannis was so funny. He's like, I'm glad I lived long enough to see a party like that. I mean, my wife went so above and beyond with every detail. It was actually beautiful. And, um, you know, I love her so much. She's amazing. 
She's she's just the strongest, smartest woman, and I can't even believe how how they held this from me. And she's like, yeah, I got to go do stuff for your for your party this weekend, so I can't. And she was driving to the city, and the whole time, I'm thinking I need an early flight. But now looking back, it's kind of like fucking it it it's you know it's kind of like Chaz Palm and Terry in Usual Suspects when he realized that Kevin Spacey was Kaiser Soze. I'm looking back and I'm going, oh my god. She was never on me about the time. Like, she was never on me about the time of my flight. She goes, well, just make sure you get back early. She was never, and my wife is so organized, right? So I'm going, like, now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, my God. It was Kaiser Soze the whole time. I'm going, she never asked. Then Giannis all week was going, when's your birthday again? Because we really need to do something for your birthday, man. You know, you're, you got a big birthday coming up. I'm going to take you out. Like, and, I, and I said to him the night before, I go, yeah. I go, Stacy's got something planned. I don't know what it is. And he goes, oh, really? He's like, because, you know, nobody told me. Maybe it's just a family thing. And I go, listen, if I'm having a surprise party, or I mean, or, or if I'm not a surprise party because I knew it was coming. I go, but if I'm having a party and Stacy reached it, you know, didn't reach out to you, there's a big problem. And he's just playing me the whole time. And uh, Burr was on the phone going, yeah, no, I don't get into New York until Monday. I got shit to do. He was playing me the whole time. Bartnick didn't take shows in New York. He was just waiting, staying at a hotel. Like, everybody played this thing so crazy. I had no idea. And it was it was masterful. But I'm going to say this, dangerous. So basically, if you're a good planner like my wife, you have to look out for the safety and the health of the person you were surprising because it could fucking make you you drop dead. I was stunned, just absolutely taken by surprise and a little scared. And then all of a sudden I took my jacket off and I started drinking whiskey and it became the greatest night ever, but I'm still floating from it. So shout out to my wife and and shout out to everybody who, who did that and all you dickheads who knew what was coming. But it makes me want to YouTube. Like, has anybody listening to this been so surprised and shocked like at a party that it almost, you know... She did some shit for my 30th where I was blindfolded and she turned my mother's house into a full-fledged casino with like a legit casino. Like there was a legit casino in my mother's house. And um, I was blindfolded for a long time beforehand. And my brother was supposed to drive around and act like he was taking me somewhere. So I didn't know if I was going to New York City or where I was going. And he drove me. And then he drove around the mall and he was going over speed bumps and driving in the mall. So I'm ready to throw up. And then I took it off and it, I was in a casino with all kinds of friends and stuff. And I, I, you know, that was nuts too. So if you guys want any advice on how to fucking throw somebody a surprise to the point where it could get dangerous, talk to my wife. Uh, but it was an it was an epic night. I mean, seeing this Dominican guy show up in this thing and just start rolling cigars for everybody and making cigars for it was just it was insane. I mean, it was everything we loved: whiskey, bourbon, cigars. And during the tasting, one funny story I'll share with you guys is: so we're all sitting down, and the guy gives a history of the of the booze that we're going to be having, and he's giving this amazing history. We're all sitting down like we're in class, and he's you know it's not going to take long. We're going to drink, you know. And he's like, uh, he's like, well, what a lot of people don't know, and he's telling this beautiful story. Irish people and Irish government never really got along, and they had to do, you know, a lot of shady things and illegal things in order to to get the whiskey going, and you know, they were being taxed and all, all kinds of like this amazing story where you learn about this whiskey. And all of a sudden, he's like, all right, so now I need you to smell it, turn it around, you know, swirl it like it's a wine. Now I need you to smell it, and then we finally drank it. And after that, all long, you just hear Giannis in the back go. This one's smooth. <laughs>
this is smooth. <laughs> and Burr started breaking his balls. Like, this guy's telling this long story. Giannis is this smart guy who just here. this one's smooth. It was really funny. Um, but my wife went above, above and beyond. As you could tell, it's freaking Monday. And the party was Saturday night. And I'm still just... Um, I'm still shocked and exhausted, um, to be honest with you guys. Um, so here is my uh, unacceptable, and then I'm going to go in to see what you guys have. I think there might be one or two there. Um, so I was eating. I go to this place to eat. This is like, this is really fucked up. Two things. Number one, okay, and this has nothing to do with my unacceptable, but I, I just thought about it. I want to get it, at, you know, off my off my chest, out of my mind, and just throw it out there. I'm getting tired of people telling me to vote, okay? I know what day it is. I know it's November 6th. I know it's Tuesday. I know it's election day. I know it's the midterms. Everybody shit it up. Stop telling me to vote. I'm a grown man. If I'm going to fucking vote, I'm going to vote, okay? No, but this is the most, I'm tired of, and I'm tired of people telling me it's the most important. Every year's the most important, okay? Uh, people are always saying that, you know, this is, and, and, and the way to get them is just tell them you're going to vote for who you don't want, who they don't want, and then, the, then they'll shut up. You know, be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to vote for who do you want? Oh, yeah, no, I'm voting for Trump and everybody that he likes. And, oh, you know what? Give me the sticker back. Maybe you shouldn't vote. It's like, yeah, stop telling me what to do, okay? I know, I, I know this. Like, it's the whole thing where it's like, it was the rock the vote, this vote. More people need to come out. More people need to come out. And they do it for their own shitty fucking what, what, who they want. You know, it's never real when they're like, no, vote for whoever you want. Just make sure you vote. It's like, no, you're not saying that. You're saying go and vote so change happens because you're not happy with the current situation. It's fucking selfish. I don't care what anybody says about it. It is. Fucking tell me. I'm a grown ass man. I'm in my, I'm in my fucking late 30s. I'm almost 40 years old. Okay? I, I don't need some fucking millennial to go vote. You going to vote? Get a sticker. You got to vote. It's, it's, it's your right. It's your, I know it's my right. It's also my right to tell you to get the fuck out of my face because I don't want to look at you anymore. Okay, what are you, fucking 19 years old? Get away from me. Um, but this woman comes in to, while I'm eating, I, I go to this place, I get this this um, wrap that I always get. And they have like a nice little place. They have a little off room you could eat or you could eat there on their benches or a back table. So I go to this little off room that they have like a coffee table in and they got books on it. It's almost like it looks like so, it could be somebody's little living room, but it's really small. And I'm sitting there eating. And while I'm eating, this woman comes in with a baby, I don't, like totally not even paying attention. I'm, I'm, I'm reading news on my phone, and I am eating my sandwich, and I'm drinking my tea, and I'm just enjoying whatever. And this woman just comes in with the baby and is doing something on the couch next to me. And then finally, like a few seconds after, I look over, and the woman is changing this baby's diaper. Now, granted, I didn't smell anything. It wasn't gross. But the fact that she was checking to see if there was a load of shit in this baby's diaper five feet from me when I'm eating breakfast, knowing that that's a chance, knowing that there's a chance that you're going to undo this nightmare diaper and it's just going to, just a, a smell of baby shit, which is it's just going to waft into my face while I'm eating, you know, a, a, a egg and avocado and, and bacon wrap or whatever I was eating. And you're just okay with that? Like it's not, oh, excuse me, sorry, I have to do this. Just nothing. Just did it. It was one of the most selfish, like ridiculous things. And I get it 
that maybe like, oh, listen, I'm, I'm driving. I, I, I'm, the baby's going to start screaming. Like just even like an explanation, like a nice, normal human being comes over and goes, I'm so sorry. Listen, I know you're eating. Maybe do you want to go sit somewhere else and eat? But I have to do this. For my-. I have kids. I understand that. You know, maybe she saw my wedding ring and, and she didn't feel uncomfortable asking me that. Or maybe she was just, even if she wasn't like, oh, this guy's got a family or he's married. Even if she, I was just anybody sitting there, you have the common courtesy and the decency to go, hey, you might smell shit in a second and it looks like you're enjoying your breakfast. Those two don't work together. You might think that and just didn't. And then I look over and then she cleans it up. She doesn't even look at me and say, sorry, nothing. She looks to goes, thank you so much. Oh, you know, there wasn't nothing in there. It wasn't dirty, but thank you. And I'm going like, yeah, but it could have been. And you're right next to somebody eating. Absolutely unacceptable, selfish shit, putting their kid and their baby fucking first. How about you do it in the car? Or how about you go somewhere where somebody's not eating or you tell the person to eat to get out of there because you got an emergency and you don't want to ruin their breakfast. Fuck that lady. Unacceptable. That's mine. Are you not going to change a diaper in a, in a place where people are eating? All right. Here we go. Um, Clint. Clint Byers. Great fan. I actually met this guy um, in the YKWD studio when he came in from Indiana. And, uh, you know, we were talking UFC, we were talking the McGregor fight, making predictions. Um, anyway, Clint says, Hey Paul, I'm new to the podcast and I had to send an unacceptable email, uh, to the wrong email. I apologize. I've watched your comedy for a while, but took a shot in the dark, uh, on where to send the submission. Also, I don't know if you remember me, but I was hanging out at Bobby Kelly's, but yes, in September, of course I remember. I came from Indiana to hang out. Um, no, dude, I remember you and you were cool as shit. Uh, I got another unacceptable. Uh, it's unacceptable to play with your phone if you're with people out to dinner. We've moved so far into being social with people we're away from that we aren't actually with the people that we're spending time with. Get off the phone uh, and have a meal and enjoy the people you're actually spending your time with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it's more and more, it's so bad. It's like people can't even sit for five minutes without looking at a game, looking at their social media, playing a game. You know, it's like save that shit for when you travel. Save that shit for when you have like a a lot of alone time or downtime. It's like, I get it. You want to, you know, be connected and, and be up to date with everything. But it's like you're sitting with somebody you love at a meal, you know? It's just, I don't know, man. It's 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 kind of shitty. And I, I think that, like, life was, I if if I could change, like, if I, like, think about this. Here's a question for you. Thanks for the submission, Clint. And anybody else, um, if you're confused about the email, it's unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. But think about this for a second. This raises a really good, um, really good point. Oh, and Ryan, I got your post, I got the, uh, Ryan sent me over. He saw my picture in um, New York City. Um, the poster that was on the on the booths and stuff in New York City, the phone booths, the old phone booths or whatever. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, here's a question. This is a great question for this episode. By the way, you guys listen to TVE episode 378. Um, and I wonder if you guys would go back to the way it was in the 90s without social media, you know, or like, yeah, you had a flip phone that didn't have the... Well, so would you... That's, that's my question. Would you rather go back to a flip phone... 
that had no news or the whole world in the palm of your hand, but you still could connect with people through the phone and you could still text, but you just didn't have, you know, all that stuff. You know, Facebook and MySpace and all those things didn't exist uh, back then. You didn't have the Instagram and the Twitter. So it would be that and major major television networks and, and, and cable shows that you liked and, and that, that simple way that it was. Or do you say... I like the fucking news at the palm, you know, in my palm, in the palm of my hand, you know, at my fingertips right now. I could find out what's going on in Indonesia right now. I could know the weather right now instantly. Like, so would you, would you rather it the way it is now or would you go back to basic? Yes, you have email, you have a flip phone, you can text, but you're not going to see everything in the social media and all the games on the phone and all that stuff doesn't exist. I got to be honest with you. I think... I don't know. I think it might be better with the flip phone, the emailing, and the text. I think households would be better. I think it would be better for people's minds, you know, because because here's what it is. It's amazing to have the shit that we have now. It really is amazing to have what we have now. What we have now is actually pretty crazy, the things that we can do. I mean, we can look up anything, news, Google, up to the, up to the second sports in games, up to, I mean, the things that we could do are really crazy and that's amazing problem is we don't have the discipline to tone it down we don't have the discipline to not look at it we're just you know our kids my kids are looking at other families living life my daughter watches this youtube show of this family that has like six or seven toddlers or whatever six kids and like four of them are like really young and then two and the mother and father just they're just living their life through this youtube channel and like, yes, it's, they do fun stuff for kids and they show birthday parties and stuff. It's not like, but it's just weird that I'm just like, well, how about you? We live our lives. Like, it's just weird that they're doing that. It's weird that like kids are watching other kids play video games, you know, it's stuff like that. So I don't know. I think it's better for the family. Like when we go out, this is a great question that Clint uh, brings up too. It's like when I go out to eat with my kids and we go to even a pizzeria or sit down, they're asking for the phone. And me and Stacy are like, no, you're not, no, fuck no. You're not getting the phone right now. You're not going to look at, you're not going to look at shit like that. Like, you know, games and, and, and watch somebody play Fortnite while we're talking about our day as a family. So I look at that as, as a big problem. Um, like anything else where, you know, we're young at it. So you overdo it. This social media thing right now, believe it or not, this is just, it's going to eventually you know, I mean, it's never going to die, but hopefully it eventually just, you know, is not, I mean, it's probably always just going to keep getting bigger and better, but hopefully through time, people will realize like, Hey, I wasted a lot of time on this shit. I need to spend more time with my family. That's an excellent, unacceptable. And it brings up a really good point because I think it's a problem in today's thing. You know, like me, I was, you know, after the special came out, of course, I want to see what's being said, even though I'm like, man, I don't want to see what people are saying. You know, and then you find out, oh, a lot of good stuff's coming. It's like, all right, then give me that, <laughs> you know. But for the most part, you know, I don't need to look at my phone all the time. I don't want to. I want to just kind of live my life. Um, so I saw my, I saw my, I want to get to this stuff. I don't know what time we're at here. That's just a great question. Okay, we got a half hour. Um, my dog, my dog just went outside and I see him running and his, he jumped and his, fucking he grabbed he like grabbed the back of a deer and the deer was so fast the deer was able to get away and my dog had to let him go because he's got the 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 collar the electric fence or whatever but 
I mean, it looked like he was either going to jump and attack and fight this deer, which would have been bad because the deer would have kicked him in the face and could have broke his neck, or he was going to try to fuck the deer, um, which is, is still not good. I mean, I would. <laughs> speaking of phones, I might take a picture of that. Um, you know, but he jumped on its back, like either to mount or to dominate. And it was scary because deers are, if you YouTube, a deer can kick you in the face and kill you or kick you in the chest and crack your fucking, you know, just blow your heart up. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like a deer is no joke. And watching my dog jump on it or, or almost jump on it scared the shit out of me. It really did. Like, um, we were going to get this French bulldog, and now my wife, we realize we can't get another dog. Um, the neighbor brought their dog over, this small, like, lab mix, maybe lab pit bull, but small, you know, puppy. And Lloyd just, like, tried to mount it, looked like he was going to fuck it, and then afterwards just, like, dominated and squeezed it. And I was like, yeah, there's no way we're going to get a dog in here because I'm not buying a you know, French bulldog and I'm going to wake up one morning and Lloyd's mouth is going to be red and there's going to be a fucking, you know, a carcass chewed up in the kitchen. I don't need to see that shit. So, um, may have to get another dog trainer over here. My dog. Yeah. He's also like starting to get more aggressive to the cats, you know, and he'll just look at the cats. And then like, as the cats just do their own thing, he'll kind of like run at them. Like, you know, bitch, I told you not to come in here. And it's like, they were here before you, dude. They were here before you, these cats, like, Lloyd just has this thing of, like, it's his world. Like, he's the shit. And, you know, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really like it. Um, but I just, I mean, I am, I am, st guys, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you guys, and I still feel like Saturday night was a dream. It, you know what it was? It's too much emotion. It's like, I didn't even have a chance to come down from the special. I was so nervous and worried about the special A coming out good, you know, how it's going to be received and all that stuff. And and then, like, after that, I started seeing nice things being said. And I'm like, okay. And then the next night, this surprise party happens. And it was, like, surreal. So now I'm thinking, like, I still got to get back from my birthday. on, But I don't. I mean, I do because we're going to have dinner and stuff. But it's just, I don't know. It's nuts. If you guys have any stories about surprise birthday parties or surprises that you've had, um, please send them in and send them to um, unacceptables for uh, TVE at Gmail. I'd love to hear like your best over the top shocked surprise. Like if, or if you saw something, you know, because I'm not trying to sound like a broken record here, but what would happen if a 90 year old, I mean, you probably wouldn't do it to a 90 year old, but what would happen if like somebody was in good health? Or looked good and they just had a surprise 70th or 75th and they got that stunned that it would like would something happen. So if you guys have any good stories about that, um, please let me know and write them. I'd love to read them. I'd love to read them on the show and um, and talk about that because we were at the party going, oh, it's had to happen. Somebody's had to drop um, or, or even start crying, which is something funny, you know, like because you know, people just don't know how to handle emotions. Any funny thing that happened, uh, I think I mentioned this on the show once, but my mother was at a funeral or a wake when she was younger of one of her friend's family members, and my mother was hysterical laughing. And, like, if you look it up, like, sometimes when people don't know how to act or their emotions are so weird, they just, my mother could not stop laughing at her friend's family's funeral, like, to the point where she was hysterical laughing. 
Um, so if you have any funny stories like that, you guys know I think the funniest are people fainting at weddings or watching how nervous the guy is at a wedding. Because I don't give a shit what anybody says to me. Every man, I tell you, no, I'm fine. I feel great. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Fuck that. No, you're not. Okay. I I know what it is to be nervous. <laughs> and I've seen it. Every man who says he's not sweating his wedding and he's not nervous about an event that, that's big like that in his life is definitely lying. But the thing is, you can't fake a surprise, a surprise party you don't know is coming. So give me any good ones. Give me any good ones that you have. I'm going to Google here while we're... I, I mean, I don't want to do this, but um, uh, I'm going to just Google person passes out at surprise party. Oh, <laughs> oh this is... <laughs> this says person passes out at surprise proposal. That's another really funny one. Uh all right, so I guess I guess um, I'm gonna try to play this here. This is from America's Funniest Videos. Uh, surprise party pass out. It's 33 seconds. Let's see what it is. Uh, okay, no, it's just oh, okay. A woman's walking in with blindfold. <laughs> oh my God! You guys have to go to this. It's surprise party pass out. They're walking this woman. Oh my God, this is the funniest thing ever. She fell back like when those people go to church after the priest touches their forehead. They walked her in. (laughs) She had blindfold on. Her girlfriends were walking her in, like holding her by her arms. And as soon as she started taking off, everybody screamed surprise and her eyes just closed and she fell straight back and she's out cold. She's out cold. She looked like she just got punched in the face by Roy Jones Jr. That is so funny ever. It says, one of the funniest faints in history of America's Funniest Home Videos. Lady faints at her surprise party before they could even take the blindfold off. <laughs> off of her. She was actually started to take it off. They said it, and she just went down like she got shot in the face. Oh, my God. You guys have to watch that. And then you better fucking thank me because that's a great one. Uh... Then there's one here, girl faints from marriage. A woman fainted at surprise party. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, I I got so nervous. I got so nervous for a second that I thought I was going to have to sit down. Uh, All right, let's get into um, movies. So movies, I didn't, what did I see with the kids? I saw something with the kids. Oh, I saw, you know what I did see? If any parents are listening to this or whatever, you know, I always talk about, I mean, the main movies that I go to, of course, but the kids' movies I see with the kids, I always throw in there. I thought that the Teen Titans Go to the Movies movie was pretty good. I watched it with my kids. My kids were like, went from being antsy and bored to just locked into this thing. I watched it with them. It was pretty good. So I think, you know, if you want one of those mo- uh, one of those movies to kind of get the kids' attention, everybody could kind of enjoy, has funny moments, you should definitely check um, check that uh, that out. Also, I right now, I I think I think that making a murderer two there's definitely 100% in my, in my mind 100% the blood the blood that was in the car in the ignition was planted there. I I looked at it. There's no way. They did it a million times with the hand and blood where the cut was. If you look at now I'm not saying that they didn't come up with another way to do it. And I'm not saying I, I'm, I can't sit here and say that the two people that they have didn't do it. 
Um, I certainly can't say that they 100% did. I still think some other weird shit that nobody knows happened. I Obviously, she poked so many holes. The murders did not happen the way that it, it was exactly presented by the prosecution. I mean, I, I, I will take that. I, I will fight that 100%. But I'm not saying the people that they had did it. But the way that they're, the holes in the case are being done. But I was talking to Giannis about it. He's watching it. We agreed to. The the blood by the ignition was planted there in my mind. There's no doubt about it. It just it's it looks like a line with a marker. They went over it a million times with somebody's hand with blood all over it trying to get it. It does not make a perfect straight mark like that. It didn't even reach it. So I just wanted to add that on to the thing. And uh, again, if you guys have any sh- uh, you know stuff on that, I'm I'm gonna be trying to watch all the debunking stuff. But um, you know, like I said, it's, it's pretty interesting what uh, what this woman did. Um, sports. Uh, well, look, I owe Keith Robinson $50. I thought the Giants would win the division. Uh, now the backup quarterback's getting arrested, um, for basically almost running over a cop, telling him to go one way. He didn't want to be late. So he went the other way. He did it twice. They gave him a pass the first time. He did it again. So it's fucking, you know, this guy's just apparently becomes an outlaw when he drives to practice uh, got arrested. Awful look. Don't know what's going to happen with them. One and seven. Absolute disaster. The Knicks are young and fun and competitive, but they suck, and it's a complete rebuild right now, so I have nothing with that, as always, guys. But uh, Patriots and uh, Packers played last night, and I said that that was going to be the Super Bowl. And I kind of, you know, I'm kind of sticking with it, but uh, the Saints look, the Saints look insane right now. Um, so we'll see what happens in the, uh, in the NFC. Also the Rams lost, but that could be the best thing that happens to a team that's eight. No, because they figure out the weaknesses. They have a good coach and then they go, by the way, I should not do this. I should not say this, but I'm going to give, I'm going to do this right now for my listeners. And if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I will be the first to call myself out. but I'm going to say, I'm going to Capper network right now as we're on this podcast. Okay. Right now, as we speak. And I am going to say that I think I have, I just want to look at what the number is. I think that I have for you people, the lock, I'm going to say that this is the lock of the year. Wait, where is it? Unless, okay. Okay. Here you go. You ready? I have a homecoming theory. You guys know my homecoming theory. I'm going to give it to you now. My homecoming theory is when a really, really good team loses a heartbreaker on the road and then they're coming home the next week, they're going to destroy the team that they're playing. Now that is the case now. The spread is heavy. The spread is heavy. Um, Let me go out on a limb and say I would be absolutely, utterly shocked if, I mean, I'm going to be as definitive as I can here. You're probably laughing, saying that, oh, he always says gambling is stupid and it's a crapshoot. Now he's telling you this. Listen, there are a couple of gifts in a year. I would be completely and utterly shocked if the Rams lost to the Seahawks. The spread is 10, and I love the Rams at 10. I see this game 33-17, to 17, maybe 33-10. to 10. I just see an absolute dominating Rams team at home after their first loss in kind of a bad loss at the end of it to the Saints. The Saints were fucking, you know gloating and, and, you know, being a little, you know, being a little conceited about it. They were boasting. They were, they, you know, they did the whole Joe Horn phone thing. 
So I'm going to say the Los Angeles Rams kick the shit. I mean the shit out of the Seattle Seahawks this week by more than 10. I love the bet. And if I had to say gun to my head, do I gun to my fucking head? Do the Rams do it? I say they absolutely do it by by more than 10. Um, or it's a great tease because you could tease that down to minus four and take another game you like. But I, I would be completely shocked and I will never, ever give a prediction on this podcast again. I'm saying this right now. I will ne- I'll give thoughts maybe, but I will never give a definitive prediction on this podcast again if the Rams don't beat Seattle. Um, now, by 10 is the question, but the Rams will win the game 100%, and I think that they do cover... Um, you know, I would say there's an 80% chance they cover the, the 10 points. If you lose money on my account, what could I tell you? I'm a, I'm a comedian. The funniest thing was we were driving in the car the other day, and I had to drop my son and uh, his friend off. I mean, my son and his friend. I had to drop my son and his daughter off at their friend's, and uh, they have a boy and a girl, same age and great as my, my boy and my girl. And uh, I'm driving over to the house. And I go, yeah, this is the way, right? I go, you make a left at this place that we eat at, and then it's down there. And he goes, no, no, you go straight. And I'm like, no. He goes, yeah, Dad, you go straight. My son's really good with directions. So I go straight instead of make the left. And we keep going. We don't see their street. We don't see their street. We don't see their street. And finally, I go, Lucas, I think you're wrong. Are you sure? Are you sure that that you... And, And then he goes, yeah, no. A little bit further. It's a little down here. And I go, uh, are, are you sure? And then finally I realize he's wrong. And I'm like, Lucas, come on, man. I told you we needed to make a left. Why did you get? And he goes, Dad, Dad, I'm nine years old. Like, why would you listen to me? Like, I don't, I don't know. And it was so honest and true that I'm like, yeah, why the fuck am I getting mad at you? You're not even 10 years old and I'm expecting you because I have no sense of direction, guys. I have the worst sense of direction that you've ever seen. If I show up to a bar or a restaurant in Manhattan and I walk out the door, I don't know which way I came from, where I'm going. I need to find out names of streets so I find my car. I've walked around New York City for almost an hour to try to find the parking garage my car was in. I have the worst sense of direction. So my nine-year-old has better sense. That's why I was doing it. But how funny is that? That he goes, I'm nine, Dad. Why are you listening to me? Um, so yes, there you go. You guys want to make some money? I am telling the Verzi Effect listener right now, put 20 or 25 on it. Just even if you don't bet. And just take the Rams over the Seahawks and I feel good about it. If I'm wrong, I will shit on myself next week. I will tell you guys that I'm never making a prediction again. But that's it. As a matter of fact, I'm putting it into Capper Network as we speak and I'm risking the most amount of units, which is five. I just did that right now. Okay, I got the Rams at 10. I love the bet. Okay, no offense to the Seattle Seahawks, but they're not the um, they're not the Rams. Now, how about my Giants? My Giants are getting three at San Francisco. Um, you know, I don't know what to do there. I don't. All I know is that the Giants are one and seven. Um, okay, guys, let's see here. I'm not going to really get too much into the voting, but I will tell you this. Okay, I know it's the midterms are tomorrow, so it would be a little irresponsible of me to not... To not... Let's let's just discuss. Um, it says here, uh, NBC and Fox News poll Trump's campaign's racist ad after Sunday Night Football backlash. Um, I think it was because the they showed the... 
they showed that Latino guy who I think was who killed people saying like he, like basically saying immigrants kill people. And then he was like, yeah, if I got out again, I'll kill more of them and stuff like that. And they aired it. So NBC and Fox News are, you know, getting a lot of shit for it or whatever like that. Um, I mean, yeah, that's definitely, look, I think like, I do think though, I do think that like hate campaigns are funny as far as like when you're just sitting home watching and some like guy who wants to be a senator goes, so-and-so is late on his taxes and so-and-so didn't do this and he did that. And then it's just like this night guy who you, you see him with like a nice family going, I approve this message. Like the hate amongst these guys or like the fake hate because they all know each other, I just find funny. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess showing showing uh, somebody saying I'll kill more people just because he was an immigrant, I, I mean, that's a little that's a little over the top. And, and you know, isolated incidents shouldn't be more, it shouldn't be in, in, <laughs> in the grand scheme of everything. But um, I just I just think that you're going to hear in four years that this is the most important election of your life. And then guess what, everybody? Guess what's going to happen four years from there? This is for our kids. This is the most important election of our lives. And guess what else, everybody? These midterms that are happening in 2030, whatever the fuck, it, these are going to be the most of the times. Guys, it is a fucking setup. I don't understand what, listen, I know that some of these issues do hit. But they're not issues that will not be reversed by the next person. I don't understand why people don't understand that. We are not in a dictatorship. We just aren't. We are in a fucking every four years joke. We're in a fucking circus. Look at the history of elections in this country. It goes Democrat, Republican, (laughs) Democrat, Republican, you know, uh, maybe after the eight years. But it's usually never eight years of one and then, oh, that same party wins again. It's just, it really is not. And the fact that Obama did all the things that Obama did and Trump came in and just tried to reverse it or change it or erase it just goes to show you. So yes, the message of the Verzi effect is if you are passionate, you should vote. It is your right to vote. It is a, a right of an American citizen to vote. Some countries don't, so we should be able to exercise that beautiful freedom and that beautiful um, you know, privilege. Yes, but do not for a second buy into... You know, that we're all going to fucking die and society's going to shit if the person that you think is going to win should win or the person doesn't. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Rest easy. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your families. Vote for the person you want. Hope the better man or woman wins that particular election. And if not, just it's okay. It's okay. Okay? Because there is nothing more fucking ridiculous in my mind and I will say this wholeheartedly, and some of you people will not like it, that's fine. There is nothing more ridiculous in this world to me than somebody who looks at the election results and actually cries in public, cries and walks around and throws a tantrum. It is one of the most, it's one of the silliest things I've ever seen. And I know some comedians, if you're listening, I've heard comedians go on stage going, yeah, you know, after the election, I walked around the city crying, and they don't like hearing me say that. But I don't give a... F- I, that's just ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you something else. If Donald Trump wins the next election, okay, I will people watch in New York City with a hot dog on a bench and just watch people melt down. And because to me, I... I and people get upset with that and stuff. And, oh, what do you, no, no, no. I didn't say that I like or support. What I'm saying is I just find it like just 
I just find it so ridiculous that every year is the more important year. And every year is this. Look, we're not in any wars right now. How come nobody talks about that? Right? We're not in any wars right now. You know that, right? Soldiers are not being like, I mean, I know soldiers, things happen to soldiers with bombs and stuff and, and, and surprises. Like we're, we're, they're stationed all over the world. But we're not in any current wars right now. Uh, when we were in two a while back. So, I, you know, and I think it's, you know, so just look at the positive. That's all that I'm, uh, look, I'm a silver linings guy. I've always been a silver linings guy. You want to know why I'm a silver linings guy? Because I, I realize that we're all going to die. So, you know, but, um, yeah, they, they, you know, the, the, the Trump campaign went a little hard with this ad. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie about it. Um, but enjoy yourself. Vote, feel good about, I will tell you, it does feel good when you vote. It does. You walk out, you're like, oh, I voted. You know, I voted for Eli Manning for president. And then I did all like the local stuff. And yeah, I felt good. I definitely felt good about it. So... Um, there you have it. But most importantly, put your money on the Rams next week and win that money and then thank me after. Um, and if, if you really, if you really got fucked by it, like if you're like, Paul, I put 20 on it that I shouldn't have. And you see me at a show and you tell me, I'll get you a drink. Maybe <laughs> I can't want to speak for the owner. I'll give you a five. No, I don't know. Um, but if you come up to me and you go, I got fucked on that, I'll buy you a drink. You know, if you're a Verzi Effect listener and you come up afterwards and you're a Patreon, how about that? I'll give you a drink. Um, all right, guys, where where are we at here now? Where are we at? Oh, we're at 52 minutes. Did I miss anything? I feel like I missed something. I told you guys about the surprise party. Um, I told you about, you know... Thanking you for the, for this special. I told you where you guys can check out the special. There is a place, ComedyCentral.com, or go to um, stream, the, the app. And the app, is like if you have the Comedy Central app, it's streaming for the next 30, 30 days or so. So you can check that out there. Um, I cannot tell you guys, again, how much I appreciate the support of you guys watching it. And uh, all the messages. I know a lot of people that listen to this show reached out to me. I got personal messages from so many people. Um, people reaching out, DMing me, um, you know, the, the, the Facebook and people that, that are, listen to the show that are friends or family texting me and all this stuff. The phone has been blowing up for days and, um, I try to respond to every single person that, um, you know, reached out and every single person that has something nice to say about the special. So, um, thank you so much. Uh, if you didn't like the special, I don't know what to tell you. I will tell you guys this though. I'm excited about the next one. And I think the next one, I know the next one is going to be even harder, um, than this one. So, um, yeah, man, just thank you for the support. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um, I can't, uh, I'm glad that it's over. I'm glad that I don't have to come on the fucking show and go, well, yeah, the special, I got an announcement for fucking a year. You know, that was driving me nuts too. And, uh, I just couldn't say it and things were being worked out and everything like that, but everything happens for a reason. There you go, silver lining guy. Uh, that's be that should be the name of my next special, the silver linings guy. But um, awesome, man! It all worked out. Uh, enjoy your Monday evening. I'm not gonna sit here. I don't. I'm done. I pretty much got everything out that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I don't. I don't uh, want to sit here and just try to talk more. Enjoy your week. Don't get crazy about the uh, results of the election. Just try to hope for the best. What other positive message can I say? Um, 
that's it. I love you guys. This is uh, TVE 378. Please support, I'm telling you right now, it will make your football Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays better um, and your NBA uh, games. Support Capper Network, guys. It's free. I don't know what the fuck else. I mean, if you like sports remotely, yes, anybody, even if a guy don't really like it, you'll probably get into it. How about this? Go on, pick the games, and see where you fall. You know, it's it's not a crazy, you know, thing. It's just a fun thing. And then see where you fall on the leaderboard. Have a good time. Talk to people about it. Make some money. Have a good time. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this is uh, TVE378. I'll be back next Monday, uh, next Monday with an all-new episode. And, oh, plugs. There you go. I knew I was forgetting something. Let's talk about where I'm going to be, where you could see me. New dates have come in, everybody. Let me give you those right now. New dates. So I will be at, in all seriousness, here we go. Oh, streaming now on ComedyCentral.com and the Comedy Central app for limited time. I'll say this. There you go. Now, upcoming. Well, this uh, this Wednesday, I'm just doing a little time in front of Bill Burr at Madison Square Garden, which is insane. Me and Joe Bartnick will be there. Also be with him in Chicago. Um Now, I will be at Uncle Vinny's November 30th and December 1st in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. And I just got added December 6th through the 8th. I will be at the Stress Factory. Okay? I will be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Great room down there um, in Jersey. Uh, Vinny Brands, the Stress Factory, and Uncle Vinny's. So I'm hitting up Jersey really hard from the end of November through the beginning uh, of December, and there's also uh, more dates that are going to be coming in. Boston is going to be coming in for next year. There's going to be a ton of new dates coming in. If you guys want to see me at one of your comedy clubs, your local comedy clubs, um, definitely hit us up now. They're working on a ton of dates and filling it up for next year um, while I work the new hour. So um, check that out. You could see all of this stuff, including the. Um, you know, going to the special on my website, uh, videos on my website, all this different things you could see on the new paulverzi.com. So check that out. Thank you guys so much. Until next week, I am out of here. I will talk to you all very soon. Take care.